been a long time we shouldn't have left you without a strong rhyme to step to yeah we're back and we're black it's black history month and it's been a wild one already this far niggas is wildin i don't know it's something about hey i think see if you if you roll with me intellectually i think the man be putting stuff out on Black History Month just to shit on Black History Month. <laughs> you have to use your revolutionary minds, my brothers. Use your third eye, not the eyes in front of you, because the man wants you to believe the other man instead of the brother man. Man. Do you understand or do you overstand? Bruh. <laughs> Ooh, mm, yeah. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just trying. I'm just trying to bring myself back into the podcast because I know that it has been um, very apparent that I have been not only absent but just very lackluster in these last couple episodes maybe for like the last month um so i'm just trying to like get back into being more lively and feeling like myself on the microphone again um but i think i think the people should know that i've been out here going through it um if you follow me on instagram you know, I've posted that I need your prayers for all of these things. And th- I, that is very true. Um, I've been trying to be, I've been trying to be, you know, the same me in, in all of the things that I'm involved in, but that has not been coming across because I have not been myself for a while. I have lost myself and I'm just trying to get back to myself. And I feel like I owe, I feel like I owe everybody an apology because if it wasn't for me, we wouldn't have had the delays that we've had in our recordings and our episodes. And just like, you know, I, I don't know. I feel like I haven't been giving the same energy that I normally give on an episode just because of everything that I've been dealing with for these last few months. So I'm just hoping that, you know, from here on out, I can, I can be back on the same energy level. Um, yeah, like, it, you know, we love to say life be life in. Um, but I'm just going to be, I don't know, real and transparent and say, 
or these last couple months, like I just really have not wanted to be here. Like I just really didn't feel like I had a purpose here. And I'm trying to overcome that now, but I just have not had positive thoughts or positive experiences, honestly and truly, since October. Um, October was the downfall of a lot of things, so... I'm trying to bring myself back to the upswing of life. Um, I did, you know, get my new apartment, whatever. I moved moved out of my parents' house, and now it's all good and well. But the way life be lifing, you can't really have good without the bad. And that's just been really my story. That's That's my testimony for literally the last, like, three, four years that we've been doing this shit is every time I feel like something is is good and getting better for me, there's always something else on the other side. And I'm just ready for that not to be the case for me, at least like not immediately all the time. Like I just like, can you give me like a couple months into my good shit before some fuck shit happen? Like let a bitch breathe. <laughs> what what the what the dude on TikTok say? Like I'm tired of being a strong. I'm tired of being a soldier. Like I can't be, I can't be a soldier no more. Like I'm, I'm, I can't, I'm, take me off the rotation of (laughs) the strong people that can deal with shit. Take me out the game, coach. It's not, that's not me no more. Like I cannot, I cannot. I thought about that video of like I'm not involved with this. Please, just I am not the strong soldier that can deal with shit and bounce back. I'm tired. I'm weary. I am lost. Like I said, I am out of my body right now i don't feel like i I literally feel like i'm in a twilight zone that's the best way that i can explain it i feel like i'm kind of just going through the motions now of life and just trying to get through it as opposed to actually experiencing it like i'm not present in anything that i'm experiencing and i haven't been for a while so I just don't really feel like I don't really feel like a person right now. But you're living in a human experience. So it's important to realize that you're still a person. It's just life is really tough right now. Um, I could tell. But I mean, yeah. I don't know. I I don't want you to think that like any delays or whatever is like all on you. Cause I have also been going through some shit. Not you've been going through some shit, shit. But uh, our shits fucked together <laughs> <laughs> to make it to where. <laughs> 
and this the uh, podcast is you know we going through some shit, but I mean, hey, we trying. That's all we can. Yeah. It's been yeah, I I know it, and that's another thing too is everybody just wants you to talk about like what is it, what is it, what is it, what is it, and it's like ah, uh, I'm not trying to be that person who's just posting all these cryptic messages. I'm 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 letting people know that I am aware that I have been absent in a way that I am not normally absent, and that I'm also trying to be more present in a way that I am normally present but then also explaining the absence without actually giving a whole lot of detail I feel like when we <clears throat> first started this we were so uncomfortably transparent yeah we were that people connected to it but at the same time some of it probably wasn't for the best for our mental health probably not but you know you live and learn yeah i mean hey we're almost 200 episodes in deep of doing this shit so it's things that we would do differently now and we just gotta try to approach some of that Mm -hmm. like for either of us um because i've also tried to not be as noticeably i feel like a lot of people feel like i'm like so on social media and stuff that I'm kind of like an Eeyore. Mm. I was like, oh, here's the fresh juice. Mm-hmm. And it's like, nah, some of it is to save me from getting phone calls. Because niggas do be fun. Look, I got good friends. I will say that because niggas, you post some crazy shit. Like, I'll post like some shit and niggas will be in my messages. <laughs> uh, I will say like, um, you know, there were definitely people who definitely people who, um, you know, were seeing my story post and reached out. Like I said, I got a FaceTime call. I mean, I got, you know, a couple of text messages. I got a couple of DMs and like. I appreciate, you know, people recognizing like, OK, this, you know, whatever she's going through clearly affected her tremendously and you know i just want to let her know you know that we did miss her blah blah like i really appreciate um like those messages and those things um but before that i don't know before that i didn't feel like i didn't I wasn't sure if anybody cared. You know what I'm saying? Like that's another thing that plays into just like this depressive state too. When you go through something, it's like, do I have to post on social media to tell people that I've been through shit for them to care? Right. Cause no one was saying too much before I ever said like, Hey, like I was absent cause I was you know dealing with things, but Hey, I'm back. For people to be like, oh, hey, well, you know what? I did miss you. And it's just like, well, why do you have to wait until I, you know, I don't know. But I'm not, and I'm not trying to be like ungrateful. I still really appreciate all of that. But just right now, like that's where my mind is at. And obviously I'm not completely a hundred percent right now. So 
that's just the thoughts that be going through my head. But um, I have I have been through some wildly traumatic things uh, for the last couple months, and the worst of the worst reared its head last week, and so this is like the I guess like initial step to kind of starting to move away from it all and like heal from it all. So this is like the hardest part. Yeah. Of everything. Um, And I was telling Juice earlier. That it's, it's a weird thing about trauma and traumatic experiences that kind of like puts you in a corner. Like it just, it kind of puts me in a, a lonely spot because I feel like I feel ashamed to even talk about what I went through. And I don't, I don't know. I don't know if there's a name for that where you feel shame for your own traumatic experiences. Um, but that's where I've been. So I've been like for the longest time, just kind of keeping things to myself because I didn't feel like there was anybody that I could talk to that would not judge me after telling them, you know, what I had going on. And I've just felt like really alone for a good minute now. So just trying to like move through life and deal with things on my own on top of other life things like work shit, like I said, has been getting <laughs> worse and worse. Uh, yeah, that shit has just been really hard. So, you know, if I haven't, if I haven't had the energy that y'all are used to, please just understand that I just been going through shit, just trying to get through shit just trying to survive the days and you know if y'all got praying grandmas I still I still respect those and welcome those and appreciate those hey them prayers be working yeah you new saints I don't I ain't gonna say I don't <laughs> trust it but I'm, I miss my praying grandma but um you know if y'all if y'all believe in prayer you know pray for your girl Cause I'm just out here. I'm just a person. That's, yeah. that's it. Just a human living a human experience. That's beautiful. I was trying not to cry like five times. I thought I was going to cry. I was trying not to cry either. Cause then <laughs> you would start crying. And then we just would have been in here. Ooh, not no reason. I've been, I have been, <laughs> Doing enough of that. Bruh. It, hey, this life shit is weird, bro. Um, yeah, it's, yeah. it's been a, it's been a weird couple of months. Hmm. But hey, we're gonna make it through. Um, yeah, 
world is on fire too. That's the other part of it. Like when you be going through shit and then you see you look outside and you just see flames. <laughs> like damn. Everything's burning down. Like what is it? Is there a retrograde that we don't know about? I don't know. I don't I don't even really believe in all that retrograde shit. To be it'd be fun to talk about and entertain, but like Zodiac shit and retrograde shit, like all that planetarial universal celestial i don't i don't I miracle don't miracle spiritual yeah, shit i don't I, I, ah, I, ah. you know I, yeah i don't look first of all i don't believe in these pagans it's all half our audience like y'all out here doing witchcraft rubbing sticks together <laughs> old soothsayer <laughs> That's a word we need to bring back. Soothsayer. Crystals are cool and all, and you know, knowing astrology and astronomy, all that is cool and all, but I don't I don't really apply that to actual real life happenings. I understand the need to have mysticism within your life, or especially like uh when trying to understand your culture. Because some of those things date back to when we were brought to this country and things that came with us from Africa, but you know, some of it some of it you just gotta, like, it don't matter what's retrograde is happening sometimes life just fucked up (laughs) and it's nothing that can justify or explain it's just Sunday (laughs) (laughs) I swear, in my case Tuesday at 1.13 in the morning like that like sometimes it's just that's all it is i feel like i'm really booming in this voice right now like what like in the microphone yeah i I feel louder than normal but i also just haven't been in here in a while so i that's the other part i'm trying to remember how it sounds i feel like we sound okay i oh yeah we sound better because i put those back up did you got yeah okay so that makes sense yeah that's the other thing everything that's been falling apart i took them uh other panels down and i got some thicker ones and then i couldn't figure out how to stick these things that's why y'all were hearing an echo in this motherfucker and now you just hear my fucking dog (laughs) (laughs) chewing on this goddamn bone behind me the third uh member of this podcast is always disrupting us He's tap dancing through the goddamn house. I mean, he got to get his time in. This is also his house. I'm the I'm the stranger. <laughs> I don't like, this nigga really think it's his house and I live here with him. Uh, this nigga be waking me up at four o'clock in the goddamn morning. Like that meme where they have the girl hiding out in the bathtub and they say, uh, when I wake up early and I try not to wake up my dog, that should be real as fuck. It's like he know when I wake up. Because he just be at the foot of the bed just like, nigga, let's go outside. <laughs> okay. It's like, bro, it's four o'clock in the fucking morning. I know, nigga, but I got to go the fuck outside. And then go out there. He just wants some fucking food. Living with a dog is wild. I wish I had a dog. I feel like I need a dog right now. Dogs will save your life, literally. People be like, man, I got to get home to let the nigga out. 
You've been locked up all day. But then they also make you mad. And then that black parenting, like, it's your first walk in the park of being a black parent. Mm. And then you're like, Cooper, get your don't embarrass me in front of these white folks. Like you, you pull up at Petco. You like don't ask for shit. <laughs> don't touch. Don't look at shit. <laughs> don't breathe on nothing. Don't talk to strangers. None of it. And the other thing is when you take a dog into a uh, like a store. You, the other thing is you better not pee in this goddamn store. <laughs> they love to go in a fucking new place. By oh, oh shit. Oh yeah, all them new smells. Every time I take him to the vet, I be trying to get him back as fast as possible. Because if you wait around long enough, that nigga like, let me go pee right here. And then they be, you be apologizing. And you be like, I'm so sorry. They're like, it happens all the time. It's okay. It's and like, you, no. As for me and my house. We don't do this. We don't pee we when don't we walk this. into the I vet. I talked to this nigga before we got in here. <laughs> I gave him the black mom speech in the fucking truck. And he want to show his ass as soon as he here with his little friends. He want to act out because he in front of a new crowd. <laughs> Next time he do that, be his ass. <laughs> Every time I knew my mom school i was like fuck it's nothing worse than having a teacher for a mom pulling up at school yeah because she know all the rules she linked in uh-uh. <laughs> yeah speaking of that our last episode was titled uh what the fuck is pushing p oh yeah so the other day because what the fuck is pushing p <laughs> <laughs> the other day about 9 30 in the morning i get a text from patricia woods and said what does it mean to push p <laughs> she meant it too i know and i was like why laugh out loud she's like just give me an answer <laughs> i saw that i saw that text and i was like lord patricia you should have said it's pushing patricia no because that i think that's what she thought that these kids are sneak dissing her because like she does this thing where like she doesn't do it with Maria as much, but she'll ask me like if a new slang term come out, like she's like, "What is this? What is that?" <laughs> Just to make sure that them kids ain't ain't trying her in her yeah, face, yeah. Because she is a black mom at the heart of all things. She's trying to make sure they're not playing on her top, <laughs> right? <laughs> Another thing these kids are saying, I'm like, "What?" Hey, I don't get it. I'm gonna say it, but I don't get it because <laughs> I still want to be. <laughs> in the mix but what it's gonna be like that be like what's up fellow uh teens <laughs> Sup, my niggas <laughs> um but she, yeah so i think she thought that they were just playing in her face and i was like it's hard to explain she's like well explain it I'm like i don't really fully understand it fully and i i said it's like it's not say, my generation mom right, i wanted to say that so, um, I eventually like got her to kind of get a feel of what it was. I said, "Think of it uh, almost like pushing P is positivity or being a player. Like if something's cool is being a player, 
Yeah, because that's the, that's one thing about it is I I feel like a lot of niggas are making the P whatever they want it to be. Yeah, it's a uh, P is interchangeable. Right, <laughs> the P is interchangeable, which can go multiple ways. <laughs> the power of the but look, penis, pussy, pounds, pressure. I don't know, whatever you want it to be. You should have been a rapper, bro. <laughs> Hey, we got these microphones. Should have been. Hey, I can get you some beats, bro. We could lay down some tracks. <laughs> <laughs> I can get you in the game, coach. But uh, so yeah, and then I eventually gave my mom the article to Complex for the pushing P thing of explaining it. And she said, "We'll talk tonight." And I was like, "Am I in trouble or something?" Right. And then she's like, no, why would you say I said, you said we'll talk tonight. Like, yeah. I'm 12 years old Mm-mm. and you just caught me doing some foul shit. And then also I was like, is this connected to the podcast? People be snitching on me. I wanted to be like, I'm <laughs> sure they do. Said, what the fuck is pushing people? <laughs> I'm sure they do. So I called my mom after I left. And she was like, yeah, they were just laughing at me. And I was just trying to make sure they weren't saying nothing that they shouldn't have say. And she, uh, she said, I told him I was going to ask my son. And then this is what I felt old as fuck. They, they were like, man, your son is too old. He ain't going to know what that means. <laughs> and they were right. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and then they were like, oh, he ain't going to know. He ain't going to know. And then she said, one football player. Was like, no, I mean, if he's in his early 30s, he might know. And to that young man, I, I, t- I told my mom, give him all A's. That's it. <laughs> right. She was like, so you had one fan. And she said, so, and then she said, so are you going to study up on this and make sure I know? I was like, you acting like they're going to test you. She said, they are going to test me. <laughs> no, you study if you want to know. I'm not going to study. That's also the first time I realized that my mom is teaching kids that are literally younger than some of her grandchildren. Mm. And I am not, I'm not young anymore. I mean, I'm young. I'm not young. We're not the youngest. No. Like these kids got a whole separate culture from me. I don't know what the fuck be going on. I don't know, bro. I'm just an old man that don't know what pushing PV. I think I'm okay with it. I'm totally okay with it. I'm okay. This is like literally probably the first thing that ever was like, yeah, I'm good. Everything else I do, I do deep dives. I yeah. don't give a fuck about this, this shit. This is definitely one thing that I was like, I don't give a fuck with this. And especially for it to come from future. I'm just like, I could only think that his P means penis. I, like I don't I don't know yeah cause I don't know I'm not fully sold I'll be all the way honest me neither I get that people like gonna wanna is uh, cute or whatever when he said that in that one line all, the, the, the thing that made me become a fan of gutter was when I ain't got time cause it's a panoramic <laughs> Need my money because it's a panoramic. <laughs> yeah, I think we're more fans of Gunna because of his his memeable character. And then also, he's gone on dates with Chloe Bailey, which they might just be friends. Oh, really? Yeah, they went to Atlanta Hawks game. Wow. 
She is fucking fine as shit, bro. These are facts. I'm just glad she stopped doing the cringeworthy, like, cause she fine as shit. Like, she don't have to do all this performance shit. That picture of her with the uh, with the leopard shit on the other day. Uh, which one? I'm missing it. On Instagram, she had the caption. Think about the girl in all leopard, which uh, quotes Kanye from uh, mm-hmm. No Church in a While. And I was, I was rubbing like, the wood like Kiki Shepard. Two tattoos, one red, no apologies. Other said, love was cursed by monogamy. Mm. There's something that the pastor don't preach. <laughs> something that the teacher don't teach. <laughs> Bruh. But yeah, she posted one picture. Of it, and I was like, God damn, she fine. Let me go and find this. Hallie is fine as shit. And that body is coming too. It's going to be a different fine body than her older sister. But damn it, them motherfuckers are fine. Kanye was really wrapping his ass off and washing throw. He was literally going bar for bar with Ho. We don't ever really talk about that. Watch the throne is iconic. We ain't even going to talk about that nigga right now. That nigga's out here wilding. Him and Kim. I don't know who crazier. Everybody keeps saying Kanye, but I'm not for sure. They both fucking crazy. And they didn't produce four fucking kids. This is about to be the ugliest divorce in history. Yeah, I believe Kim got to be crazy. We just don't really see her crazy. Because, I mean, her her team probably protects her from a lot. But if even if you watch Keeping Up With The Kardashians, which I used to watch. Faithfully. I haven't seen that in a long time. Yeah, I mean, I haven't either. But I used to watch it all the time. The stuff they left in with that, Kim always seemed kind of crazy. Like she would just haul off on Chloe or fucking. She definitely beat Chloe with her purse that one time. And then she beat uh, she beat Courtney a couple was it a oh, year yeah. ago? They got in that ooh that smack fest. Yeah, so she definitely fight niggas. Fuck all this other shit. I know. <laughs> she, bruh. Kim, Kim is like, I don't know, bro. It's just so, like, she sneak. You can tell it's like she was just saying wild shit in Kanye's ear. Like, for him to post that thing say, you accused me of kidnapping my daughter, she probably did. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Found the picture. The one against the uh, the wall? Hey. She's very versatile with her lock photos, too. That's yeah. another thing. I've seen a lot of people uh, applaud her and Hallie for their uh, different lock, their lock styles. Because it's so versatile. Okay. She- That's a sex icon, bro. She done got thicker. Yeah. Her titties bigger. Yeah. Her ass fatter. Yeah. Somebody fucking. Because <laughs> what is going on? What What is going on here? She had body, but this, the baby, these titties was not like this three, three, four months ago. I mean, also, we got to, I mean, she is getting older. Like, growing in her grown. That's the one. That photo said, I was like, let me get off fucking Instagram. Because it's one picture in that set that it's like, nah, bro. This is way too horny to be at work. It's another one. It's like when she... 
that that's the one that made me log off Instagram. I was like, hell no. You wanna know how fine Chloe Bailey is? <laughs> Chloe Bailey, let me write. Let me I wanna back. be her makeup artist so bad. Let me get a pen. Cause I know I'm about to I need to take this shit out before I even say it. <laughs> No, it's fucking trash. We're fully realized people. We we have eyes. We have feelings. I'm not gonna lie. These right here might be a money maker. Let me get another. One. So I was like, you know, eight percent. Like, mm, whatever. That's three percent more than the regular white claw. I'm over here feeling it. After, really? After my second one. We crushing white claws. We old as fuck, bruh. <laughs> are we old or are we back in college? Because it's just feeling real sorority girl to me. Oh, if I was in college now, that's all I would be drinking. White claws? Yeah. Oh, I saw some pictures when I was in college. I was like, God damn, I was fucking cute. <laughs> I don't know if I was cute in college. When I look back, Kimmy were cute. I was there. I had a couple <laughs> moments where I was like, "No, don't let Kim lie to you." <laughs> but I mean, no, we all have the moments where we look back on old photos and we be like, "What the?" I look back. Like, sometimes I'd be like, "I swore I was the ugliest nigga on the fucking planet." Yeah, but I felt that way as well. You know, it's weird. In hindsight, it actually makes sense that I'm attractive. What do you mean it makes sense? <laughs> I had that realization the other day. Like, I played back certain things in my head. I was like, yeah, people were hitting on me. I didn't realize it. It just wasn't the people that you wanted. No, it was some of them I did want. It's just I didn't realize they were actually feeling me. Because I thought I was the ugliest nigga on the fucking planet. But it's it's just subtle things I should have realized. Like, all those girls have ever called me big sexy. It's like they were flirting. Yeah, some most of them were, or like just the looks. But I was so in my head, being like, "I'm the ugliest nigga on the fucking planet." <laughs> but no, it dawned on me the other day because this girl was like flirting with me, like when I was at the city, and I was like, "This bitch is really flirting with me." I was like, "Wow, I am attractive." Not that I didn't know, but it's just like, you know, there's that little um, motivation boost. But I also have a hard time. I've talked about, like, realizing that people think I'm funny. Mm-hmm. It's kind of insane to me. I told my mom that the other day. She was like, <laughs> she said, sometimes you would be so funny when I was spanking you. That I would have to wait till you left and laugh. And I was like, what? <laughs> My parents always told me that I was a nut. I like. They were just telling me that shit today. You're always just a character. Just. Just the life of the room. They're just like, yeah, you used to wake up and be in your crib. 
you would get us up and as soon as we got up you just start laughing because you weren't gonna be resting until we were up with your ass <laughs> like, yeah i want everybody to be on the level that i'm on it was like y'all niggas better turn up <laughs> my mom said when we lived in birmingham i went to daycare for a little bit and when did y'all live in birmingham when we first moved from mississippi we moved to birmingham we only stayed there for like a year and a half. I was I didn't know that. I was only like one. When Andre was born, we moved from Birmingham back to Mississippi. My dad moved up here. Started working. Andre was born. He went, got us, and brought us to Huntsville. Mm. So my mom was working in Birmingham. And uh I had been going to daycare. And then after like a couple weeks. Uh, the teachers start realizing some kind of way they will put me in one uh, playpen but by the end of the day I will always end up in the playpen with this other girl <laughs> and they couldn't figure out how they did it I mean how I did it so they watched me one day and I figured out how to climb into the other playpen Oh wow! to be with this girl I was like that's the most juice shit I've ever fucking heard in my fucking life. Just trying to get to the ladies. Ladies. That's well, funny. That's cute. Yeah. I was a. I don't know. I I feel like I was a goofy kid. I'm I'm still goofy as fuck. But it's funny. For the most part, I also have a weird dark sense of humor. That I laugh at. <laughs> I mean, I feel like I've been goofy all my life, but I don't feel like people actually started like realizing that I was funny until recently. But I feel like I'm pretty fucking funny. You're fucking hilarious. That shit is <laughs> <laughs> like sometimes, like whatever, like editing and shit. Like I'll just pause it. And I'm just dying laughing because <laughs> it's like can just be saying wow. Because <laughs> I feel like nobody has really like actually known who i was for the longest time which is another thing like nobody like when i finally started just like saying what the fuck i wanted to say like everybody was kind of shook because i i was really quiet yeah for a very long time yeah you were that's also funny because we didn't start kicking in until we were like we were really in college yeah like, College, I think, was really when I just started just saying what the fuck I wanted to say. Is a freedom in being a young adult that you don't ever get to recapture. I was also quiet, but when people would hear some of the shit I say, like, oh, he's he's oh, kind of smart, but. I would always downplay it by saying also some wild ass fucking shit. It's just like on my uh, Twitter timeline now, if you look, it'd be some like deep, like introspective shit. And then it'd just be like nigga jokes. <laughs> True. Speaking of nigga jokes. <laughs> oh, shit. So the most famous podcast in the world is the Joe Rogan podcast. Mm. Um, 
I would be lying to you if I didn't say that I have listened to a lot of episodes of Joe Rogan. I have not. Um, especially when we were planning this podcast, I used to listen to Joe Rogan all of the time. Um, and you know, like, uh, <laughs> at first, like he would say wild stuff or whatever, but he's also been podcasting for like over 10 years. Yeah. He was podcasting before. People were really doing this shit. Mm -hmm. So he has thousands of episodes. Um, recently he has been very anti-vax. Oh, I know that. Yeah, and like a COVID, not denier because he ended up getting COVID, but he is them COVID deniers always end up getting COVID. Yep, (laughs) them anti-mask people always. Y'all pray for. No, let me stop. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Recently he is like he's gone real right wing, but he's also like he's almost one of those like libertarian dudes, which are pretty much just Republicans that smoke weed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they got all the same fucking beliefs as Republicans just I think weed should be legal. Yeah. So like he's been one of those people in the recent years. But he's become more and more popular. So, um, Spotify, which has an exclusive deal with uh, Joe, like you want to say Joe, but Joe Rogan for, I believe, $100 million to have it exclusively on Spotify. Recently, Spotify has been adding... uh, Disclaimer saying there's some COVID questions and, you know, just flagging it, just saying that it's some things that you may not agree with this podcast about based on COVID restrictions and things. Mm-hmm. That all came to a head last week when Neil Young, who is a badass for one, and also a survivor of childhood polio, came out and said, Spotify either choose me. Or Joe Rogan. And I guess Spotify was like, we're going to choose Joe Rogan. Obviously. So Neil Young asked him to pull his music off, pull his music off of Spotify, in which they did. Also, the legend, one of the loves of my life, Joni Mitchell, said the same thing. And they pulled her music off. Yeah. So. Spotify actually lost a lot of money on the stock market last week because behind Joe Rogan people for one people don't realize how badass Neil Young is and Neil Young has a loyal fan base for 50 plus years Mm. also Neil Young has never Neil Young has always been about that life Neil Young made a song called Southern Man and the reason a lot of people know about that song is that's who Leonard Skinner was calling out in Sweet Home Alabama. Oh, okay. I never would have known that. Hope Neil Young will remember. Southern man don't need him around anyhow. Shit like that don't click with me. <laughs> um. So, yeah. Neil Young has always been about that life. Also, Kurt Cobain quotes him in his suicide note. Neil Young is like, God level folk rock star. Joni Mitchell 
goddess level. Because Joni Mitchell Blue is in my top five album. Mm. And I play that shit all the time on vinyl. It was one of the first finals I got to. But uh, anyway, <laughs> to quote Q-Tip in Got Till Is Gone, Joni Mitchell Never Lies. And then the third horseman of this uh, trifecta of the apocalypse was the goddess herself, India Ari, who posted saying that she didn't agree with Joe Rogan and some of the things, but pointed out that the reason she didn't agree with supporting Joe Rogan on Spotify, where Spotify doesn't pay artists uh, a livable wage for their streams is because of his racism. And in Instagram, she posted a picture, I mean, a video of a, a, a compilation of all the times Joe Rogan has said nigger, hard R, Ooh. on the podcast. Mm-mm. Now, I'm going to be fair and say, within context, he wasn't calling people niggers. He was just... He was... There is a school of people who believe that you shouldn't say the N-word. You should say nigger, because that is the word that people are using. And it... uh. It takes the vitriol out of that word by saying the N word Mm -hmm. when we all know what the N word is. Mm -hmm. Some people also feel that about the F word, the R word, and some of these other words that we now have deemed as a society unacceptable. Mm I am not one of those people because I feel like if you're not black, don't say the fucking word. And I just feel like I just feel like there's nobody who doesn't know that people just like to push their luck. Now, the only loophole, I guess the N-word loophole, which might also be the title, the N-word loophole (laughs) is if you're literally quoting something in documentation. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people have been, a lot of Joe Rogan fans who are fucking morons have been like, oh, so you don't believe that people should ever use the N-word at all? Here's a video of uh, Joe Biden saying it in 1989. He was quoting a discrimination... lawsuit mm-hmm. where people said nigger mm-hmm. you fucking morons but since y'all want to dig and try to find any liberal that's ever said the word nigger go but also they released a video of joe rogan uh talking about when he went to see planet of the apes <laughs> have you not seen this shit uh was that what that clip was on Twitter? It was, I posted two of them. I think maybe I just saw the other one then. So, let me see. All right, where is it? Okay. So, 10 years ago, he made a podcast, and he was talking about seeing one of the Planet of the Apes movies. And that's one of the clips that came out. But what I'm about to play is what Joe Joe Rogan said on Instagram a couple days ago as he was coming out for not necessarily an apology, but trying to clearly make things right. Mm. So, he made a five-minute video. And this is one of the things that he talked about. 
it's easier to play this part of the, the, the video because this is insane. From 11 years ago, I was telling a story in the podcast about how me and my friend Tommy and his girlfriend, we got really high. We were in Philadelphia and we went to go see Planet of the Apes. And we didn't know where we were going. We just got dropped off by a cab and we got dropped off in this all black neighborhood. And I was trying to make the story entertaining. And I said, we got out and it was like we were in Africa. It's like we were in Planet of the Apes. I did not, nor would I ever say that black people are apes, but it sure fucking sounded like that. And I immediately afterwards said, that's a racist thing to say. Planet of the Apes wasn't even in Africa. I was just saying there's a lot of black people there. But then I went on to talk about what a positive experience. I got all right. I got to run through a couple of things. Bruh. First of all, that's one of the most insanely racist things I've ever heard in my life. And the fact that he's telling the story and he doesn't realize how fucking racist this sounds again. Oh, he realizes. That's why he's trying to defend himself. But also the com- like he is a comedian also. Did you catch the part where he said uh Planet of the Apes wasn't even in Africa? Mm-hmm. That's a wink and a nod to white supremacists. That's the first point. Second point, this all becomes even crazier when you know that he is the adoptive father of a biracial woman. Oh, I did not know that. Which makes this story even crazier is who the father of that biracial woman is. Joe Rogan's wife had a child from a previous uh, relationship. Mm -hmm. The father of that child is the lead singer of H-Town. Okay. Of Knocking the Boots fame, who also passed in 2003. So, yeah. So, yeah, Joe Rogan has a... A black child, and he's out here using the hard R in 110 episodes. Spotify took 110 episodes off because he of what he said in those episodes. And then here's the other part. Even though that is insanely racist, that shit is funny as fuck. From a very dark standpoint, I think that that's funny. Not like, like, haha, it's good, but like, that is some sick shit. For you to come up with that fucking joke is sick. And the fact that people are fucking trying to defend him for oh. saying something so incredibly racist. For sure. It's so weird. Are you surprised, though? No, because also he gets this rap as some kind of like smart person because he thinks outside the box and shit. But I think that's only because he's not talking. It's certain things that make people respect you, especially uh, the broader society. Wink, wink. Uh, If you don't talk in certain dialects or in certain ways, people will think, oh, he's a smart, intelligent person. Mm -hmm. Usually there's a bias against white people who have a southern dialect or accent. Like, can you imagine if Joe Rogan talked like Bubba from uh, In the Heat of the Night <laughs> and said that shit. How many people would have turned on it? <laughs> Hell no. 
I went to see Planet of the Apes, but walked out. I felt like I was in Planet of the Apes. I, I don't know. I've always had a weird feeling about Joe Rogan. He's a fucking frat boy. We know enough frat dudes that are, oh, I'm totally not racist, but yeah, let me yeah. quote this uh, Nazi physician from 1943 who mm. said this about uh, the Jews and all this other stuff. It's it's totally in line with that shit. Mm-hmm. We know tons of dudes like that. And it's not just, he doesn't just have a white fan base. That's the other part. It's, it's a lot of black people that love Joe Rogan. True. I'm not going to say I love Joe Rogan, but I used to listen to his podcast. A lot of black people did. Yeah. It's it's entertaining, but I mean, that Planet Ape shit leaves no doubt in my mind that he's a racist. Like, when when will white people learn, too, that like you can't sit here and, and bring up anything that has to do with apes or monkeys and and protect yourself when it comes to any like racism i feel like there's like a it's a three-part unwritten code that all white people should know in this country one don't say nigger don't say nigga nigger nothing it's the same word when it comes from you Mm -hmm. hey might not be fair i don't give a fuck just know you actually you can say it just be ready to get punched in your fucking face if you're around the wrong person or the right person straight up depending on how aave works in that situation (laughs) two calling a grown black man boy is another way to get fucked up you know what the fuck you're doing and third don't compare black people to fucking monkeys but that's also where I got a beef with some of these new niggas. Like, have you seen the the videos of the grooving gorilla? Mm-mm. Uh, uh, like TikTok and Twitter, that big nigga that be dancing everywhere. Oh yeah, he goes by the name Grooving Gorilla. Did not know that. Like he chose that name for himself. Yes. <sighs> Ain't no way, bro. Ain't no way. Ain't no Mm-mm. fucking way. Mm-mm. The grooving gorilla. It's giving a uh, token black dude. Yeah. It's also giving. You couldn't think of a better name than grooving gorilla. Like was grape ape taken. <laughs> I'm a, I can't wait to listen to that Bubba accent from in the heat of the night. I've been watching so much in the heat of the night lately. <laughs> I haven't seen that in forever. Like, what if Joe Rogan just talked like this all the time? <laughs> um, so, it was also announced this past week that. Rihanna and one ASAP Rocky are having a little fashion killer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I see, I've seen a lot of people happy, and I've seen a lot of people. I mean, what's normal is pre- people projecting. 
I've seen people call ASAP Rocky a bum. Which is if that nigga's bum, then I mean god damn it, I'm fucking bum bum. Why are they calling him a bum? Because Rihanna makes more money. <laughs> uh, well. Hey, we all fall short. <laughs> <laughs> Lord have mercy. It's Rihanna, nigga. <laughs> True. <laughs> to quote her. <laughs> um I've seen people talk about his past uh comments on preferring lighter skinned women and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I feel like that every time they bring that shit up. As a dark skinned man, I'm gonna have a little brief detour. As a dark skinned man, a lot of that shit is just internalized colorism. For sure. And there's a lot of light-skinned people that only date dark-skinned people and a lot of dark-skinned people that only date light-skinned people. True. That's what colorism does. But yeah, I'm not going to hold on to some arguments uh, from uh, 10 years ago. And then plus, I like ASAP Rocky. He's one of my favorite rappers. Anyway, um, also, Rihanna's one of my favorite people ever. (laughs) So, I don't know. I just like the idea of just two fly ass niggas getting together and they gonna have a fly ass kid yeah I think it's gonna be um cute little baby like they they just they just give me like black hippie vibes yeah I mean you know they're both rock stars but they still give me like just super black hippie like love child vibes and then plus it's like they dated years ago. They came back together. That's some cute sh- It's some romantic comedy yeah, shit. Yeah, it's the shit. It's, it's like the fairy tale shit that you expect to happen in in any relationship where, you know what I'm saying? You 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 break up and move on, and but people think you're good together, so they just only hope that you get back together and make it work and figure it out. Like, it's that whole thing. And also, they're both good looking people yeah yeah i also saw people i saw a lot of projection on women be like he's he's ugly and then women be like i hate this nigga i but- never thought <laughs> right like i never thought asap was ugly but i also have a friend that tried to convince me one time that rihanna was ugly and i was like nigga no nah. no rihanna also besides being gorgeous gives off a sexiness that you can't match. It's that she cool as fuck. She's just very she's chill. She's nonchalant. She's laid back. Like she does. She's not uptight. She's just herself. She's just she's a people's person. And it's just like uh, the only thing that I ever remember Charlemagne saying that I agree with. Besides, don't talk to niggas after five, 6 p.m. <laughs> is when he said Rihanna is the realest nigga since Tupac. Yeah. Yeah. You like, it feel like if you ran into Rihanna, it's just good vibes. Like, it's like, yeah. Also, like, not to say anything against Beyonce. But I feel like if I ran into Rihanna, it'd be like just some cool shit. Like Beyonce, I'd just be like, "Oh my god, it's Beyonce!" Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If I ran into Rihanna, what up, Rihanna? 
<laughs> Somebody had posted on their TikTok last night that like Rihanna had pulled up to their apartment building somewhere in New York. And it was just like this big like ordeal, like the security had been gathered and everything. And he was just like waiting to see who it was. And it was Rihanna. And she just like her normal self was just like, you know, what's up? Hey, I see you. Like, it's just like the video where she went, I think Sephora a couple weeks ago and yeah. popped up and then was just saying hi to everybody, whatever. They just seem like cool ass fucking people. Mm-hmm. Um, also, the fashions this baby is about to have. Hey, an icon living. Oh, we already know. Bro, it's going to be dope. I can't wait. <laughs> Especially when the baby starts walking. The toddler fashions always be lit. Also, we ain't never getting a Rihanna album ever again. It's over. Ladies and gentlemen, it's over. I honestly have not even like thought about a Rihanna album. And then plus, Anti is perfect. If she don't ever come out with another album and she left us on Anti. She did what she was supposed to do. Cause every song on that shit bops. True. Like I was listening to uh James joint the other day. Mm. I'd rather be smoking weed whenever we breathe. Every time you kiss me, don't say that you miss me. Just come get me. Don't know why I didn't know I want to. Hey, we're going to come out with an album eventually. <laughs> Don't care why I didn't know I love you. Yeah. That's Wait. Like, that, that album was fucking perfect. Love on the Brain. Consideration with SZA. Desperado. Same old mistakes. Same old mistakes. Ooh, that that one. Like musicality. And then plus like Needed Me. Bro, that's a perfect album to end on. Hey, I respect it. You became a billionaire and you fell in love. That you live in the dream, sis. Go on about your life and live it beautifully. It you gives did. me you hope. You did what you had to do. The The story arc of Rihanna also is an amazing story. That is true. Too. She went from like just chilling in Barbados to becoming the biggest pop star in the world. Went through a very public. Very public, public abuse story. Yes. Um, Re invented yourself a million times had dope tracks each time you dropped iconic videos then you made the fashion world pay attention and the makeup girls pay attention (laughs) yeah but then she she did that in like multifaceted ways like yes you came out with the savage x but then she also had her Fenty, like, upscale, like, luxury line. And she had her her fragrances. And then she had, you know what I'm saying, like, the skin stuff. And then 
Like she is really, she is really like out here. Like, and then here's why I pledge allegiance to Rihanna. She made big niggas feel sexy. And you know what? Nobody ever tries to make us feel sexy. <laughs> so, congratulations, Queen. Hope only happiness follows, and I hope the baby's safe and everything else. Rihanna don't owe me shit. She really don't. Like, she... If Rihanna retired today, she'd be straight. And I feel like we should be straight. Yeah. Put the documentary out. Put the put the autobiography out. Right. And that's it. Like, we don't need anything else from her. If she give us a documentary, it's going to be dope, too. Hell, yeah. Hey. I, ho- I can only hope. I'm really hoping for that. Speaking of documentaries. <laughs> oh, well, here we go. <laughs> Wait, anything else we gotta say about Rihanna? I don't like the people to say it, like focusing on Drake. Fuck Drake. Yeah, I mean Drake. I mean, because for one, like Drake went and did his own shit. He had his own kid. Like, who? Like, no, we don't. We are not trying to ship Drake and Rihanna right now. Like, I feel like we're I'm, we're done doing that. I've never tried to ship them. Me neither. Even when they were shippable, I just it was not like this is something that could be real. Like, no. In full disclosure, I kind of always hoped she ended up with ASAP. I'm not gonna say I hoped that she ended up with ASAP, but I definitely knew that it wasn't going to be Drake. Drake too bitch like to move with a real nigga like Rihanna. <laughs> Dead ass. I'm not disagreeing. Rihanna is a real ass nigga. For sure. This shit wasn't gonna work. <laughs> and then plus by the time that they had that thing where he was on stage trying to like he was presenting her with something or whatever. She's like, all right, nigga. Yeah. Like, calm down. Back, back. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> Move, <Friend>. along. <laughs> Move along. Move um, along. But yeah. So, congrats. Uh, we were talking about documentaries. And in the last episode, we talked, you asked me, was I going to watch the Janet Jackson documentary? Mm-hmm. And I can't remember my exact answer, but it was something to the degree of fuck yeah. Yeah. By any means necessary. Mm-hmm. I totally compromised everything on my phone going through some back door channel trying to find that Lifetime documentary because I was like, I'm not paying for Lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> fuck no. Hell no. I got two subscriptions right now. I'd be damned. I don't blame you. The last thing I watched on Lifetime was that Clark Sisters uh, movie. Oh, yeah. Shit, what? Last year? Two years ago at this point? Yeah. It was in the peak of the panoramic. Yeah, it had to be two years ago then. Yeah, because Mia was on it. That's crazy. I gotta get my cousin back on here. I love her. Mm. Um, But yeah. So I was like, I'm not watching Lifetime or whatever. And so I, I watched uh, the Janet Jackson documentary on some weird ass fucking uh, one, two, three movies bullshit live. Oh, yeah. And then my dumb ass realized, oh, I could have just went to the Lifetime website and watched it for free. So that's when I sent you <laughs> the link. 
I didn't think that anybody was going to have it like that for free. I didn't either. But in hindsight, it makes total sense because that's the biggest thing Lifetime has done in years. Yeah. Um, What were your thoughts on the Janet Jackson documentary? Um, it wasn't a whole lot that she told that I didn't already know. I'll say that. Um, what else did I like really want to say? I still hate like the whole Super Bowl thing. Like. I hate that that was such uh, a big thing. Like, and I only feel like it was made out to be such a big thing is because she's a black woman. And that was a white man. And, and he went unscathed. And he, yeah, no one said anything. Even, even though he disappeared, he didn't have anything to say. Nobody could ever get any statements from here from him during the time. Like, or now. Or yeah, or even now, like nothing. The spotlight has not been on him. It's it's all been on her, and it sucks that like I don't know. It just kind of really sucked to relive that to to see how people were just ready to be like, oh, well, she's just doing this for publicity, and and it's just like she's Janet Jackson, right? First of her name, Slayer of dances nothing she has to do nothing she does has to be for publicity she can go outside and just exist and that's enough like y'all really think that she got up on this super bowl stage for publicity like what this is not janet from 1979 this ain't penny that's, from that's, good time yeah that's, that's trying to be like a breakout star like this is janet jackson who has established herself as a jackson but that's also paved a way for herself as janet outside of being michael's sister and the jackson five baby sister like she has already established a career at this point she's had hit albums hit songs iconic she's been an actress she's been you know what i'm saying like she doesn't have to do any stunts to get publicity but here we are i don't know just reliving that i think i think that was the main thing out of the entire documentary that just kind of like really got to me because it's just like proof that it is just very difficult being a black woman, but especially a black woman in the public eye. Like everybody just wants to be able to talk shit immediately, but especially in a situation where you were juxtaposed to a white man. Yeah. It's, it's, it's always going to turn right back on you. Um, facts. Also, it's a lot. I felt like, for me, I did. I literally didn't learn anything new from this documentary. Yeah, me neither. And I'm such a nerd about like the Jacksons and all. Mm-hmm. Which, like, when they were telling the story about 
how like how Joe found out about Tito being able to play. He was like, nigga, I've seen Jackson's American Dream. <laughs> it's very clear that she was in control. Mm-hmm. Wink, wink. Of this documentary. Control. <laughs> Miss Jackson, if you're nasty. Um, but I don't know. I'm I'm glad she gave us a peek. Now it was some stuff that was like, oh, okay. Uh, I knew the James DeBarge thing was a big deal, but I didn't know that he was like using drugs like from the beginning. Yeah, me neither. Um, also they didn't say anything, but I think the first person she dated was Todd Bridges from mm. Different Strokes, which she was also on, mm-hmm. and he also had a drug problem. Mm-hmm. And when she said the thing about I'm always attracted to people, people who that have drug, drug problems, problems, I was like, okay, yeah. So I okay, I underdig what you're saying, sis. Mm-hmm. Um, I did also. F- okay, I, I'll take that back. I didn't say I wouldn't say I didn't find anything I didn't know because I didn't know that. Um, that Michael start pulling away from her around Thriller. It makes sense. But they kept up the facade that they were super close, Mm -hmm. which according to the people in the documentary, all her brothers and sisters that are in it, it seems like Tito is her father figure. Rebe is her second mother figure. Yeah. And Randy is her protector. Mm Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Um, uh, not to make this about Michael, but that story Randy told about David Bowie offering them uh, clearly was coke, cocaine. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, it had to be. Cocaine. Yeah, when he was describing, like, oh, that's coke. <laughs> the White Duke. Oh yeah, that's definitely coke. <laughs> that nigga's nickname was the Thin White Duke. <laughs> Those were my thoughts too. I was like, it had to be cocaine. I know Dave Bo was blowing it down. <laughs> Offer that shit to young teens. Oh yeah, that's cocaine. Only cocaine to give you the balls. Be like, hey, little black kids, y- y'all want to do some cocaine? <laughs> yeah, but I don't. I don't feel like I really learned too much no. from the documentary. It was just from Janet's perspective, but it was still just very like overlapping information. I knew. Renee played a big part in like her career. Yeah. But I didn't understand fully that like they were each other's muses. Mm -hmm. And he made her feel more comfortable in like her sexuality and herself. But what was fun is because this is before we were born, seeing like control, like the full impact of control and rhythm nation. Especially because we came to conscience after uh, Rhythm Nation and just seeing the concerts of just everybody dressed like her and shit. Mm. Let's talk about that. With the the earrings and the, and the, hat. and the hats, the fitted caps. Hey, you know how I know Janet Jackson don't need our fucking money? Because a nigga now would have been like, these hats are on for sale right now. Because they need to bring back the Rhythm Nation hats. Because I literally was looking on eBay, be like, where can I find a dead stock Rhythm Nation hat? Those things are fucking dope. Yeah. But her whole like style in Rhythm Nation is so fucking iconic. 
like the way she wore her hair and everything. Mm-hmm. It's like, damn. She had little white girls wanting to dress like her. She meant that. Oh, yo. Hey. Goat. <laughs> the fucking goat. <laughs> Janet Jackson is the mitochondrial DNA of every female pop star after her. She is the mother. There are pieces of Janet in everybody. Mm-hmm. That's how iconic of a person she is. Um, She's not just Mike's little sister, like you said. And the only thing I didn't like about it was after Rhythm Nation, we just sped through like 30 years of work. We didn't get no uh, velvet rope shit. We got a brief little thing where she talked about she was flirting with Tupac and shit. Which, who gives a fuck? Um, <laughs> we knew. Right. We knew. I did think it was funny they didn't bring up the whole thing that John Singleton and Tupac made up. Where that uh, Janet Jackson required an HIV test to, uh, to uh, have sex scenes with Tupac. Hmm. That wasn't true, but they spread that rumor hmm. to drum up controversy. Mm-hmm. No, that she didn't bring that up. But I think also that would have seemed kind of distasteful with John Singleton being dead and Pac being dead, of course. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we didn't get any of Velvet Rope, which Velvet Rope is probably my second favorite Janet album. On Rhythm Nations one, Control and and. Velvet Rope or Tied for Two. We didn't get none of that. We just got Jermaine Dupree being the dumbest nigga of all time. Huh. Because how you fumble the bag how, like that? I was going to say, <laughs> how you fumble that bag? They, they asked her that she want kids and that woman was grinning to have his little gremlin ass fucking kids. However many kids he wants. You had Janet Jackson like that? And you out here cheating? How about I was willing to have what? However many? What? Let a woman as fine as Janet Jackson tell me however many. Look, I'm about to be like one of these Mormons out here. I'm about we're about to have thirty. Because I'm not telling. <laughs> I'm not telling none of these niggas however many. Jermaine Dupree? <laughs> no. Mm-hmm. I'll never forget that picture that, that that was on Twitter a couple months ago where. She's standing next to Jermaine Dupree and she just palming his head. (laughs) (laughs) This woman was willing to have kids with this short ass ugly nigga. Which besides me hating on Jermaine Dupree, he's gotta be a cool ass nigga. Gotta be. Cause that nigga's ugly as shit. Yeah, he is for sure. But he fly. So I get it. I mean, how could he not be when you have that money? That's another thing, like niggas with money just really be able to get through situations that they normally wouldn't be able to get through. JD's so cool though, I think he would be cool without money. You think so? I think his swag, like, I think he would be a fly nigga without money. Not saying if he was broke, but if he had like normal people money. Mm. But that's just me. So, so deaf. But yeah, 
Janet Jackson was great to have his little gremlin ass fucking kids. Yeah, she was. It was great. Like she was, you could tell her shit. She was like, however many kids you want. Hey, a nigga like me. She <laughs> meant that. Which you could also say it's the reason why a nigga like me wouldn't be in that situation. Because look, I'd be trying to be Russell Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> Putting all the buns right. in the oven. He said, fuck it. Look, he said, I got to deliver within this window and I got to make it work. <laughs> Anytime she ain't pregnant, she about to be. <laughs> That's what Russell Wilson said. Right. Just win, baby. Win. <laughs> Straight to the motherland. And meanwhile, Jermaine Dupree out here fucking Atlanta bitches. Women get turned on by that. Oh, I bet they do. For how long? Right. For how long? This whole generation of bitches now who don't know that you used to date date Janet Jackson. But yeah. We, uh, yeah, that last episode didn't give me much. Even talking about Michael, they didn't go in, which I understand. I can't imagine. I can't imagine losing a sibling. Yeah, even when they were asking um, his mom, his mom, she's just like, no, I can't talk about it. I was like, oh, yeah. Mm. I know I didn't leave my house for 24 hours when Michael Jackson died. I can't imagine how it feels to actually knew him. <laughs> oh, we, yeah, uh, no. I was heartbroken. <laughs> but, yeah. I also do want to give a shout out, which I'm glad... I'm glad they gave a shout out to Joe and uh, Catherine Jackson because what they did is fucking amazing. Like, I don't know if y'all ever been to Gary, Indiana, (laughs) but I have a lot of family that lives in Gary, Indiana. Mm. It is one of the worst places. (laughs) I have ever fucking been. It is a wild. It is a wild place to try to come up. Right. But somehow Joe Jackson did it. And he got all his kids out the hood. All of them. All seven. It's more than that. Is it? It's three girls. Reby, Latoya, Janet. And then it's Jackie, Jermaine, Tito, Marlon, Michael, Randy. Hmm. I think it's nine. Actually, it's supposed to be 10, but Marlon's twin brother died at birth. I'm a Jackson stan, too. <laughs> I feel like y'all are just like, what is it? What aren't you staying of? That was my first standum. The whole entire Jackson family. Was it? Yeah. Hands down. My dad's a Michael Jackson stand up. I mean, my dad is, too, but he's more so Prince than anything. My dad, because... My dad had a lot of bro- older brothers, and he was the youngest boy. It's just like we like so when y'all used to play Jackson Five, who is Michael? My dad was like, I'm always Michael. <laughs> <laughs> That's insane. <laughs> it's like the episode of the Office. He's like, I'm always Beyonce. No, sir. No. He's always Michael. <laughs> But yeah, that was my first, like, real shit. That was my first standum. Because it was listening to Jackson 5, then listening to Michael, 
Janet, everybody else. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah. So yeah, Joe Jackson got his kids out of Gary, Indiana, which is one of the wildest, pla- which is the wildest place I've ever been to. Yeah, I've only seen stories about Gary, Indiana. That shit was wild, bro. And we went there. My uncle, uh, they called him bro. My uncle Melvin, not Mia's brother. I mean, Mia's dad. But my dad had a um, had a brother named Melvin. He died in like 95. That's the first time we went to Gary. That was the wildest shit I've ever fucking been to. This is like crack era. Early 90s. Gary. So like we go to my aunt uh, Marianne's house. They are handing out clubs to people. You remember the club? The thing you put on the car. These young niggas ain't got nothing shit. Mm-hmm. They put it on the car to make sure the carjackers couldn't steal it. Mm-hmm. They were handing those out for people to make sure that if you weren't from Gary, you knew to what have the a. Fuck was that? Yeah. We pulled up in Gary that night. <laughs> no lie. Like, you know, a thriller where smoke is coming out of the sewer. That's the first time we ever saw that shit in real life. It was like, what the fuck? <laughs> But yeah, Gary, I've been to Gary like three or four times. That shit is wild. I also didn't know this. This is also why my dad has a connection to Gary. He spent a whole summer in Gary when he was like 13. I didn't know that until a couple years ago. So that's why he's always Michael. <laughs> Only the father of Juice could say some shit like I'm always Michael. <laughs> Lord have mercy. So, yeah. Also, while we talk about Joe Jackson, another thing I was thinking about a couple weeks ago when King Richard came out, the holy trinity of black fathers is Joe Jackson, Richard Williams, and uh, Earl, Earl Woods, Tiger's daddy. They saw the vision, and they got their kids where it was supposed to be. Was it some fucked up shit going on? Of course. But they put their babies in the best situation in the world. So you got to respect it. Did he have to beat them kids' asses? You goddamn right he did. (laughs) (laughs) But also, that generation and some of the generations that follow believe you had to keep your kids out of these streets. Mm -hmm. And the only way to do that is by giving them some kind of skill. Mm-hmm. It's just that Joe Jackson was blessed with kids that could sing their asses off and dance. You know how wild it is that Michael wasn't supposed to be in the Jackson Five. They just super fucking wild. Like they just wanted the older brothers, and then Michael Plus Jackson. Janet. Uh, eventually, when they had that Jackson's show, that's when they brought Janet and Randy and everybody else into it. That's when Joe Jackson was like, I'm really going to flex. All my kids about to be stars. <laughs> oh, you thought Michael was the last one? Hold up, wait a minute. Y'all I thought, thought I was, I was finished? finished. <laughs> <laughs> Baby girl at the end? <laughs> about to knock all these niggas' heads off. Mm-hmm.
Thanks for tuning in. You can find all of our links and merchandise at www.thesuburbanpodcast.com. You can also get your listens in on any of these streaming services such as Google Play, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. Subscribe. Episodes come out every Friday. Beow, beow, beow.